Welcome to the Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me, as always, is newly minted expert side mount diver, Mr. Nick Hogel. How you doing, Nick? I am doing pretty well today. It's been a little bit of a long day, but aren't they all? That's true. And producer Daniel is here as well, of course. So, of course, it means we are recording another episode of the show. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> it's like the new uh you have to put some more top i saw the new top gun movie recently and i saw it with an actual air force pilot to uh to give me you know the the ins and outs of what was movie magic and wasn't what wasn't so i feel like we we need a good you know top gun intro from you nick what, what's your best top gun song you know story here in the danger zone that's 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 about <laughs> what you're gonna get out of me. Well, that's an amazing song though for for all of you that remember that Danger Zone Goose Ice Ice Man. I almost was he, took what, my what, shirt was off. Ice Man in the new I one? Was not Tom Cruise. Was Ice Man in the new one? Ice Man died. Remember? Oh no, no, Ice Man didn't die. No, you're Ice right. Man um, didn't die. That was. That I don't want to blow it for everybody, but ah, oh, but but Ice Man call. Ice Ice is Ice is there. We'll just say that. I'm not going to okay, say any more okay. than that because so like um, here's a little here's a little random fact for y'all out there. Um, I at one time went to New Mexico, and uh, I literally I didn't meet the man, but I was literally I stayed right across the street from Val Kilmer's house in New Mexico. I don't know if he still owns it. This was probably about 15 years ago, but I always thought like as soon as I was there, I was like, "Where's the Ice Man?" Where's the Iceman? But he was also yeah. Batman too. So, you know, Batman, he, he's got okay. a lot of good roles. He's got a lot of good roles. And I have to tell you that, you know, I, uh, I love the call signs, you know, uh, it's just, they're just great. I was like, we should have scuba call signs. And I remembered, oh yeah, we don't talk underwater. So instead I was thinking maybe <laughs> we should have like, you know, gang signs that you have. We, we could have scuba name signs like, oh, that's Nick. He's the, the turtle the turtle man. And when you see him, we give the turtle sign. <laughs> or I guess that's the only case I could ever see uh, again for recreational use of comms in scuba would be just to be able to say, hey, turtle man, comms, comms check. <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> what would be your call sign if you were a, a uh, what do you think it would be? Oh, Turtle Man for sure. Turtle Man. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, or what What was the name? I, I'm, I'm not... I don't know the movie because uh, I'm horrible, but what was the turtle in Nemo? I know you know it off the top of your head. Oh, yeah. Crush. Crush. <laughs> Just call me Crush. Crush. There we go. So there's call sign Crush <laughs> for Mr. Nick Hogle. We can out just there. do this. We can do this. There you go. Okay. For those of you not seeing the video, Nick just threw some gang sign and I'm pretty sure someone's at his house about to about to come after him. So look about out. I don't stabbed. know what that one meant. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, we have a whole topic to get to, but if you're out there and you're thinking about what would be your call sign, your scuba call sign, I don't know what mine would be, so I'll have to come up with it later. But let us know. Shoot us a message. We wanna we wanna hear some good call signs. Uh, that'd be funny. But today we do have an episode we want to record. So let's get to it. A podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table with your hosts, Nick Hogel and Jay Gardner. So Nick, we just got back from a big trip down south to the Riviera Maya, the uh, Yucatan Peninsula along a, an amazing stretch of Caribbean coastline on Mexico's northeastern Yucatan Peninsula. And we wanted to take this episode and recap some of the big moments, takeaways, some of the stories from our trip, and share with everyone out there in scuba world, scuba land out there, what we learned while we were down in Mexico. We, we, were, we were focused on a very specific goal that we both have, um, and it was kind of the first step to that. And for our trip, we were hosted for our entire trip, graciously amazing, by a shop called Under the Jungle. Um, and I'm sure we're going to uh, you know, share with you 
uh, more about our experience with them, but they were an incredible host. And, and that shop is both owned and run by uh, the amazing Natalie Gibb and Vince uh, Roquette Cathala. Um, and they took care of us while we were down there. Uh, we're gracious hosts. And we both took a course from that shop called Expert Side Mount, which is a technical side mount course. So that's the setup for the episode, what we're going to get into. I know I'm excited to share about the trip that we just completed and all the things that we learned and the fun we had. Um, how are you feeling, Nick? You ready to jump into this? Oh, I am as excited about a senior going to their prom. Let's do it. A, sen- a senior citizen <laughs> going to prom? Was that what you... No. Oh, do senior citizens go- high school student. Do Got seniors- it. <laughs> Might as well. I know we need to start that. Oh my God. We need to start senior citizen proms and bring those folks together. We should do that. All right. Your, your call sign just changed to granny. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's going to be one of those episodes. All right. So let's kick things off today with, with a a basic question. Um, and and we'll kind of get to the highlights and we'll get to, big takeaways at the very end. So, you know, first we'll start with this, which is put yourself in the time machine, you know, put yourself at Mach 10, uh, going backwards and, and think about what were your expectations, expectations prior to the trip and prior to taking the course. Um, wow. We're getting deep right now. Uh, so, expectations um one of the biggest expectations i had so i bought a side mount kit i bought an x deep redundant bladder that the the x deep tech redundant bladder about a year and a half or no, no, no i'm sorry about a year ago um and uh, I, the, the reason why it kind of kicked it off for me was I went and dove the cenotes down in Mexico. I was able to stay down in Tulum for about four days and, you know, just kind of being a diver, you hear about the cenotes, you're like, Oh, I want to, you know, you, you hear about them. So I was like, I want to go and dive the cenotes. You get down there to the area of Tulum in between Tulum and Playa. We stayed in Tulum and, uh, started diving some cenotes and you kind of get blown away by the amount of side mount and even back mount doubles. Like you, you, you kind of get to see that, but I've seen back mount doubles multiple times and I was able to see side mount like in it, just absolutely in the caves doing it. And I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, I want to do that. I want to learn how to do that. Um, So I came back to Texas and I was like, hey, I'm trying to buy a side mount kit. I want to learn how to side mount. Um, And kind of, you know, finagled my way through uh, getting some side mount equipment, getting a little bit of instruction and started looking into it a little bit and i found under the jungle and uh and i have to give uh credit to steve i can't remember her his last name but he uh runs the podcast uh uh speaking side mount which i aggressively listened to which i was like man this is really cool um, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're, they're speaking about side mount. I'm interested in this. Let's, let's talk, let's hear about it. And as I was going through that kind of portion of my learning, um, I heard one of his episodes, uh, about under the jungle and Natalie Gibb. And I was drawn to her, uh, Natalie, you are absolutely amazing. You are magnetic. I was just absolutely drawn to everything that you are trying to do that you do at under the jungle. And, uh, so when I, when I knew at that point, I want to go learn from this shop, uh, my expectations were because of how she's just a very blunt, you know, not no bullshit type of person. 
Um, I'm going to like, I'm going to learn the things that I want to learn. And I did learn some things here and I can't discredit anybody that I learned from Sidemount here, but there were certain things that I just wanted to learn. And randomly enough, it would be like little things like, oh, how do I route my hoses going into the class? Um, how, uh, just like any other individual I actually, I shouldn't even say this any other individual, but a lot of people know Steve Bogarts and a video that he put out years ago. Um, I was very late to the game. I watched that video and I was like, I want to be him. How do I do that? How do I be this individual? Um, and after, you know, watching that video, I was like, oh, okay, what's the shop that can, can bring me to that? And, um, so some of the expectations I had were, you know, how do I go and, and be an expert side mount person? How do I go and do side mount, um, in the conditions that they are diving in every day because they're in overhead environments every day. Like you talk to any of those instructors that are under the jungle, they're literally in caverns, they're in caves, they're exploring. It's pretty amazing. Um, and that was the biggest thing is just kind of, how do I master this skill and move forward? Um, and as a recreational diver, uh, you know, it, it, it was a very, you know, kind of path that I wanted to take into technical diving. And I'm like, I feel this shop will take me to that. And um, we'll talk about this here in a little bit, but I definitely felt that I all my expectations were met far exceeded um, and you know, hopefully, or not even hopefully, definitely you will listen. And we were able to do an, uh, uh, recording with our instructors and you can hear how the course went and everything, but it was absolutely amazing. And, um, Aria, I got to give you the biggest shout out. You were absolutely amazing. Um, but my, my expectations were just, how do I get better at this configuration and I felt that my expectations were absolutely met. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, so for me, I came at the desire for side mount as a configuration the same way you did. I, you know, we've talked about this before, but went down in my first cenote and I could, I could point to the moment. I know the exact moment where I was um, in a swim through small restriction in a cavern um not small meaning like tight but small in in, in distance <laughs> restriction in the cavern in um dos ojos on the barbie line and i remember in that moment it was like how do i do this this is the diving i want to do so that's been my goal for for months now um almost a year is to is to get to that place so same approach as you in some ways, that's what drove me towards that configuration. But I went a little bit of a different route than you in the sense that, you know, I'm um, a DIR diver, I'm DIR trained, um, and I ended up learning a DIR configuration for side mount, which used to be called the Z system that the UTD had. It's not that system that I dive, um, but it's it was like, I was like, I think diver number three in this new kind of prototyped out side mount system, which is a configuration that's consistent with DIR training and principles and things like that. But we won't get into that whole configuration right now. But I'd learned side mount in that way. And I was diving side mount a lot. Um, and so for me, my expectations, number one was, you know, I'd worked really hard by myself trying to figure out the, the magic combination of things to get your tanks perfectly level like you know perfectly level and hold them there and i don't know how many youtube videos and other things and articles that there's actually not a lot of articles on this there's a lot of bad advice but there's a few articles i mean to the point where i have sharpie all over my tanks you know like for different marked out at inches and you know uh half inch marks and things trying to get these bottles perfect and so for me that was one of my biggest desires of going down there was to learn the magic sauce of how Mexican side mount bottles are rigged so that they stay level um, and remain level um, throughout the dive and, and how that all works. Turns out like it, it, it is some magic, but it's just a, uh, an easy magic. And 
you know, that was my big, big expectation. And then obviously I wanted to learn how to dive um, more independent doubles, which is what I guess now is known as like traditional side mount um, or a standard side mount. I don't know what you call it, but essentially it's independent doubles, a different configuration than what I was diving. And I wanted to learn just like you from people that are doing it every day and the environment that I hope to someday be in, which is buried deep in a Mexican cave somewhere exploring. Um, and so that, that was my expectations. And I have to say, you know, the bottle rigging is like number 27 on the things that I took away. It's like way down the list. And yes, I took it away and it's amazing and, and all that stuff. And, um, and I'm so thankful for it. Uh, but I was blown away by how much I, I actually took away from the course um, and, and got from, from that training. Um, and so I wouldn't say my expectations were low. They were high uh, in the sense that, again, I think we've said this a lot that, you know, one of the key things when you're considering instruction in anything, but, uh, but I think it especially applies in scuba is to go to a source. And that's, what's so cool about scuba in a lot of ways is that like, if you and I wanted to learn how to shoot a basketball, um, better, <laughs> like for whatever reason, we, we can't call up you know, Steph Curry and be like, Hey dude, like you got a weekend free that we could come down and you can, you know, show us how to shoot a three pointer, you know, like you don't really have access to that. And what's cool about scuba is like you do in a lot of ways, you have access to those people. Right. And so that's what I was really excited about with, with under the jungle and what Natalie and Vince are up to in their explorations and, and running their shop. And of course my shout out to, to Lily, who is my instructor and the experience that she has. But my expectations were to, to really learn the Mexican side mount configuration from people that are doing exploration in the way that I want to do it. And then ultimately to, to get my bottles, you know, the magic in that. And I had a blast. And, and just as a note too, I think it's important to, to put this out there, Nick, that I was a, a, a tag on <laughs> yeah, afterthought. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be possible for me to go on the trip originally when you brought it up and you had booked it. And so I was able to pull off some magic um, and and bring some childcare, fly my mom across the country to come and take care of the kids. And I was able to, to get out of it. And it was kind of a birthday celebration for both of us, you know, uh, a time that we could spend together. Um, and it was, you know, in a place that, that I think both of us have a love for just in general, not even just in the cenotes, but in general in that area. And so my expectations of, of spending time with with you together was, was, um, was really going into it, but it was like a, I like what a week and a half to prep, uh, or two weeks to prep before I knew I, or when I knew I was really going to go. And so I was rushing through, you know, trying to, to get everything dialed in, but it was awesome. So I think that covers expectations. Anything else to add on expectations? Oh, and by the way, it's, I think it's, I think speaking silence, Steve Davis. Is that right? Steve Davis. Absolutely um, right. So Steve we make, Davis. That's right. Yeah. So we make um, sure we get our call out correct. Yeah. No, I want to get yeah, shout out to uh, Steve Davis. Yeah. Huge, huge shout out to Steve Davis. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if, <laughs> if hopefully y'all have been listening to previous podcasts, but it's actually one of the only other podcasts that I listen to just because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what he does and everything that they are about so steve davis speaking side mount um you know check them out i think i think you would be really impressed by their stuff good so um that's our expectations prior to the trip it's hard to think back that it feels like you know months and months ago but it really oh, <laughs> was time flies so quickly yeah it does uh so maybe let's talk about how the course went. So maybe let me set this up and then we can talk about how it went. So just to set up the course, how, you know, so you can get a picture in your mind of what the course was is the, the course really is a combination of, um, gear config, uh, and, and time going through gear. There are procedures, um, and skills that you have to learn and practice and demonstrate and all those things in, in the real world. And then there are academics. Uh, and so you, you have to do, you know, the amazing academic program. And so they were very long days. I think we got picked up at like seven 30 in the morning and we weren't back to 
the marina. It wasn't even our hotel. We went to the marina so we could eat <laughs> till like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. It was like, you know, full on 12 hour days. And we, we made a lot of ourselves friends. at the end of the day. We made a lot of friends. Um, but, uh, but, you know, and the course ended up so that again, listeners, you get, you get an idea of the course ended up that Nick and I each had our own instructor. Um, and so we, uh, we did some of the academics and some of the gear config stuff together, but when it came to the in-water work and procedural work, um, we did that independently. Um, not even, I mean, we'd see each other every once in a while during the day, um, but we weren't even at the same cenote necessarily. We weren't even at the same location. A lot, a lot of times we just meet back up. So um, that's a setup to what the course was and, and how it was set up and what we were doing um, so that people get a good picture of of how we spend our time but how did it go for you how did the course go and then maybe we can talk about how did the trip go overall but how did it go for you nick cool um honestly the 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 course way exceeded my expectations um i i kind of knew so me coming from a recreational background i i have had a uh I, I took an intro to tech class. Uh, so from you avid listeners out there, um, from Mike Galt, he taught me intro to tech, which a lot of that is just gear configuration. It's just kind of why we do what we do, how we do, why we do it. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I took the class. I, I kind of forgot about it. Uh, and that's my own fault. I didn't keep up on the skills. Um, and then when I went into this course, it was a technical side mount type of course. I'm not, I'm not going to throw it out there as a technical side mount, but they're prepping you for cavern. They're prepping you for cave. They're prepping you for going into overhead environment. And um, for me, it, it was slightly difficult. I'm not going to lie. I had the recreational background. There was like things that... Um, I did not account for, I went over the, um, learning that they give you online. If you go to under the jungle, they have a syllabus that they actually give you. And this is like, this is our standard. Uh, they adhere to the TDI standards, but then at the end of the day, they adhere to their standards, which I thought was absolutely amazing. And, uh, it, it was a little bit difficult for me. So the course if you were to take it, if you were to go online, they'll say, Hey, this is a four day course, but then there's a, a huge thing right there that says minimum. Um, so it's a four day minimum course. If you can meet the requirements, you can pass it in four days. I was not able to pass it in four days. There was things that I just was not able to, uh, achieve right off the bat. And it was a little bit difficult for me, but I felt and I, I absolutely think it was the most rewarding thing because my instructor Aria once again shout out um, she would not let me slide on anything and uh, she was able to kind of pick the okay this is what you're good at I understand that now let's focus on what you're not good at and um, as an instructor myself um, I found it absolutely invigorating. I found it absolutely amazing. Um, but also as a student, I was like, fuck, you know, I was like, man, I, I you know, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, and, 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 you know, there's times when I'm like, man, I, I, I feel like I could have prepped for it more, but it wasn't able to happen. Um, and, uh, because as Jay was saying, it was full on days. Like we would get picked up super early. Um, there was days where we we're like, okay, we're going to be out at the dive site at the classroom all day. Uh, you need to stop at the grocery store and grab a little bit of snacks. Cause this is what you're going to have to eat all day. And, <laughs> um, and it was just intense. It was super intense where, um, literally like me and Jay would, uh, we were staying in Porta Aventuras, Porta Aventura. I don't, I don't know. Somebody fact checked me on exactly how to say it, but we would stay in this, in this Porta Aventuras, which is like this little gated community. And then uh, basically me and Jay were like, just 
drop us off where the restaurants are. And if you know where that, if you've been there, then you know there's like a certain spot where the restaurants are and where our hotel was, was about a mile away. So it's like, okay, we're going to get dropped off, eat a shitload of food, and then walk back to our hotel and then start this all over the next day. Um, But no, uh, as far as, you know, the class, it was just absolutely amazing. Um, I felt I learned so much. I was able to take away a book, a tool book or a tool case of uh, skills that I can go on and move forward and, and really dial in the, the diving that I would like to achieve. Um, and, and just the, 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 the level that they hold you to, I found absolutely amazing, especially as being an instructor. I know how it is. It's like, okay, we have to whip through this class and, and get you through. And sometimes you don't want to do that, but at the same time, you're like, I want to train this individual and, and they were able to do that. And there was just like, no, uh, no holding back on we are going to make you better and i literally walked away from there i was tired i was exhausted i was everything under the sun but at the end of the day i felt so much better about my diving um i you know you heard me earlier talk about steve bogarts which you know hero of mine just because of the things that he's done. And I really hope we can get him on the podcast someday. Um, but I was just like, man, I know, uh, what the level of that individual is because of the fact that I was able to take a class with under the jungle. So, um, under the jungle, huge, 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 uh, props to you because you were able to to bring me and also give me the mindset to be a better diver. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I think to your credit, going back, you know, you deserve some kudos here around going back to, I don't know how many podcasts ago or how many episodes ago, but talking about being in that, you know, eternal learning mindset and, and your you know, wanting to continue to be a student and like you pushing through those things is not easy, right? There, it's, it would be easier to like, be like, you know, give a, give a half smile and be like, Oh, come on. You know, like it's good enough. Um, so to, to your credit, I think that was, that was an awesome thing as well. Um, well, for me, I, I think the course went really you know, I, I took a lot away from it, a lot more than I should say I expected, which um, is great. I mean, I think learning the the tricks of the trade in that environment really opened my eyes up to the the way that you can adapt your diving to a particular envi- environment, right? And so for me, I think uh, I, my instructor Lily was, uh, uh, again, extremely high standards. And I loved the fact, one of the things I loved was that she never said it was good enough. You know, she never said, yeah, that, that's good enough, you know, to, to, to pass for now. She always demanded perfection. And I think to her credit in a lot of ways, she gave me room. You know, I, I use a lot, you know, for me, one of the tools that I, works really well for me, and this is not saying it's you know, the only tool out there and you should use it. I'm just saying for, for my psyche and my learning, I need to visualize things. I need to walk through them. And so some of these procedures, uh, just to take an example out of the hat, something like a valve drill, you know, I had done lots of valve drills on my side mount kit, but learning a new procedure and how they run a side mount um, valve drill, you know, took me some time to visualize and I need to sit there and, and literally see it in my head. And she gave me that space. She gave me the space to visualize on the surface, you know, to, to visualize in a, in a debrief, um, you know, where I can improve and then gave me the opportunity to then, um, make that improvement. Right. And so for me, I, I absolutely loved the fact that I never heard that's good enough. I love the fact that I was given space to, to, to learn in my way, which I think is another sign of a, 
of a fantastic instructor is someone that can adapt to the way that you learn um, so easily and so fluidly. And, and we had a really good rapport. Um, and I thought like for me, you know, the, the uh, ability to always ask why. I don't know if I'm just that annoying person and I, and I you know, like where I just want to understand I'm not asking why, like to, to argue. I'm usually asking why, okay. Sometimes I'm probably asking why to argue, but that's, that's different. Um, you know, it's probably with my kids or with something I'm being snarky on, but usually when I'm in a learning environment, I'm asking why, cause I really want to understand the, the logic behind the, the technique or, or the tweak to my technique or something like that. So a great example of this, um, was in side mount, if, if you're used to doubles back mount trim, you know, or even singles back mount trim in, in a DR training, which is again, my background, uh, or my training, you know, you're, you're kind of, your legs are usually at a close to 90, you know, 80 degree bend. Right. Um, and, and that's where you get your stability from in that. And so I was so used to that. It's my natural position. Well, she was pushing me to push my legs out to kind of a 45 to extend my legs out. And I was like, well, why? And she said, well, because when you're in a, a restriction, when you're in a, uh, you know, have a ceiling over you, um, you know, that difference of 45 degrees, you know, between 90 and 45 um, can mean you kicking the top of the roof or not, right? <laughs> like, and I was like, okay, that logically made sense. Well, guess what? Um, we went into uh, a, uh, a cavern and uh, she was taking video and I saw that exact moment. I think I think I actually shared this video uh, on our Facebook group, that exact moment where for sure, if I had been in my normal or not normal, but my my I should say natural or wherever my body is natural uh, trim position with my legs, I would have definitely knocked a stalagmite off the ceiling, which would have made me feel terrible. And I think it's a, a quick way to hell, uh, scuba hell at least, is to knock a stalagmite off of the uh, the, <laughs> the ceiling of an awesome you know cavern or cave. And so anyway, there it was, case in point. There was the technique and the skill. There was the demonstration of that. There was the explanation about why. There was me getting an opportunity to visualize and practice that. And then there was a real world experience application of that. And boom, it's seared in. So I felt like the course was was really good, really thorough, um, a, a really good technical course. I mean, you know, sometimes when you say, oh, I took a side mount course, like, oh, you should just strap bottles to your side, right? <laughs> like, and then off you go. No, this was not that kind of course. It was much more in depth training you and preparing you for all of the failures that can happen, all the things that can go wrong and how to deal with those things without losing, you know, your, your mind, number one, two, without losing your breathing, which means you lose your buoyancy, which means you lose everything else. And three, to be able to solve the problem underwater with what you brought into the water. And so I, I thought the course went really, really well. I had a blast. Um, it was, it was hard, like you said, and it was hot. That was the other component of that. <laughs> he didn't mention it was hot and muggy. Um, especially in dry suits. But it was especially in dry suits, which I love. I have adopted, by the way, one of the little nuancy tricks of the trade there. Naked was, uh, dry suit. <laughs> once you have your dry suit. What's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dive, dive it naked. I still, I still, I wish I got, I knew that guy's name, the guy that told me that. I wanted, I should have just said in that moment when he said, yeah, you know, I just dive my dry suit naked and it gets hot. Like, I should have said, prove it. I, that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the joke that like came to you months after you had the interaction, oh, right? Um, Sounds like a, but it was a, a hot and muggy. Scene. But the, but no, the trick I took away that I brought back to Texas because it's hot in Texas now, um, super hot. We we're we're back in triple digits already. Was um was that you know once you suit up and your your kit's ready, don't put your kit on. Suit up, zip that dry suit up, and go to the water and dry off or dry off and get, and uh, cool down uh, for as long as it takes because a hot brain is a rushed brain. Um, you know, and so I, I took that with me back here home in, in Texas and, 
Uh, literally, I think last week I, or a couple of days ago, I had my dry suit on and I went down to the water. It's a little bit longer stair walk right now, but went down to the water and dipped myself in, cooled off and felt immediately better, came back up and kitted everything on and it was great. So uh, shout out for me to, to Lily and her uh, incredible adaptation of her instruction for me. Um, and I took a ton, a ton from, from the course itself and, and love being in that learning mindset. You know, there, there, um, there is so much to say about that is, and, and, and I feel that's why I still continue to love to take courses is the little tricks that you learn from the people that are teaching you just little things like that, that don't seem huge, but that are huge, you know, like, Oh, like, let's just go cool down after we, uh, get suited up. Um, or, you know, there was one thing for me, um, and, and, and this is so, it, it seems so dumb, like to talk about, but it's like, Oh, this is how I hang my dry suit at the end of the day. You know, like this is how I hang my dry suit at the end of the day uh, to get it just a little bit easier to dry out. Just little tricks of the trade like that, that they don't teach you in books, that they don't teach you in the reading that you do. It's just it, it's just uh, 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 a thing that people pick up along the way. And that's what I love about learning from people in their trade because the the fact that yes it's we're in Mexico it's hot there's certain things that are just not applicable to you know maybe diving in eastern europe or something or just somewhere where it's not as hot and you're just picking up these little things especially here in texas i mean it's hot it's hot here you know so just to pick up little tricks like that i absolutely love and that's why i love taking courses and and learning from people that are day in day out doing this i mean they're literally spending their whole day in the water. So, um, just, just a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, to talk about that, you know, before we move forward. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I think that's goes back to what we've said before. Uh, I think both of us value in, <coughs> excuse me, in an instructor is th those are things that you would eventually learn maybe and figure out. But someone who has that experience and is in that every day having that experience shortcuts your learning by like years, probably, <laughs> you know, like, and all those things. Um, and so there's there's that ability to to not fast track. That's not a good way to think about it. So that you could just rush through things. But but there's I don't have to go and learn that cool down trick now. Um, it never crossed my brain. Eventually, I'm sure one day sitting there in Texas and I'm so hot, I'm just going to be like, forget it. I'm going down to the water and I'm going to cool off, right? Um, but but you shortcut these things um, in, a, in, in a beautiful way because they're learned from experience. And it's not part of, like Nick said, the syllabus or the standards or you know any of those things, but they're tricks of the trade that come from experience that you only get from people that have had that experience. So yeah, I totally agree with you there. And and I think for me too, just to comment on the trip overall, I mean, it although we were tired and sweaty and you know, exhausted and literally, I mean, I I can't even imagine what our friends think of us at the restaurants because we would get back and we had eaten, you know, a a, a piece of beef jerky and uh, you know, for lunch and a, a granola bar all day. That was all we had, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning and a granola bar and a piece of beef jerky or whatever you had um, during the day, we would get back to the marina and <laughs> Nick and I would sit down and just start like, give us one of everything is what I felt like I said every night at the restaurant. Like, give me one of everything. And we just ordered for like an army. <laughs> and I could just imagine like, you know, people looking at us like as our food came out, like, 
Why do these guys have like 25 plates? It wasn't that bad. But how do these have all these it plates coming to them? It was that bad. It was. And we just sit there. And we'd be talking, talking, talking. And the food would show up. And then there'd be a dead silence. Because we'd be shoving our mouths full of food because we are so but, hungry. But no lie, though. There was no food left uneaten. Like, literally. <laughs> like, literally. because we gave like, it away. No, like, no. We like, everything that came out. We were like, oh, I'm going to try this. And then it was just like, done, done. What's next? What's next? <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, dude, but the appetites you build up, though. I mean, everybody, you know, hopefully, you know, from scuba diving is it's just like we build appetites. And me and Jay were just sitting here, Mexico heat, dealing all day. Like, and then we would get back and it's just like, okay, what are we ordering? We'd look and be like, just give me that half of the menu. <laughs> <laughs> but no i i um there there was literally no food left uneaten at the tables and um i i i I'm, i apologize if you had said this before but uh shout out to our waiters uh we became <laughs> really good friends uh i do remember the the we, we went to a restaurant like literally for the last four days we were there. <laughs> Jorge, man. Jorge. Jorge. Took care of us. And um, it was just like, we were like, hey, just take some shots with these. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, yeah, we just we just ended up like just like sending it with him. I, I gotta give him such the biggest shout out, dude, because yeah. we were um it was it was pina coladas with cherries, it was some tequila, and it was dosakis. <laughs> And just seven burritos. <laughs> <laughs> just for me. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, we got to like shout out. It was probably like 14 burritos there. Yeah. The poor chefs back there, like, you know, well, we're having a really oh, busy man. night. Nah, Nick but, and Jay are just here. Yeah. But the food was absolutely amazing. And, and uh, Porte Aventuras, love you. Um, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but me, me and Jay got to go on some nice yachts and just, uh, uh, experience, our- <laughs> experience the high life for a moment. Thank you patrons out there for, we got the high life for a moment. Oh, we, we lived it up. I felt like Leo. I felt like Leo just yeah. on this fucking Titanic of a boat. So, well, let, let's go there. Let, let, let's maybe talk about, um, you know, wrap this up with, what were, what are the big takeaways, you know, both memories and in scuba world, um, you know, your scuba skill toolbox, uh, what are those big takeaways that you're going to, going to take from the trip and, and use moving forward in your diving? And, and then of course, you know, 10 years from now when we can, you know, talk about this trip, uh, like remember back in the day, what are those big takeaways for you? Um, wow, there is there is so so much. Um, wow, where do I even begin? Um, you know, first huge once again shout out to Under the Jungle. Huge shout out to Aria. Um, you were amazing. Y'all taught me a lot of stuff, and uh, just certain takeaways that I got out of it is to. Um, you know, the, the breathing aspect of it, just, just, just breathing before you go into a skill, you know, just breathing in, in, and that was actually a huge thing for me, uh, was to not use my breathing as a form of buoyancy. Uh, it's something that I've, uh, you know, been, of been accustomed to, um, but to not use my breathing to keep my breathing normal and consistent throughout my dives. Um, and th- that was a huge takeaway for me to be able to do that. Um, one, an- another huge, huge takeaway for me was this was actually me and Jay's first trip together. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for a while. We've been diving together for a while at Windy Point. But this was actually our first international trip. This was actually our first class that we were able to take together. Um, And to be able to see just the differences uh, in his learning style, my learning style. So I got to know Jay a lot more, which was a huge, huge takeaway just because 
um, it's awesome to, to, to go into a platform and just see, Oh, okay. Um, that's how you learn. This is how I learn. Um, and then one of my biggest, biggest takeaways from this, uh, was that every day, you know, we've talked about this here in the last 40 minutes or so. Um, every day we literally would get a ride back to the Marina and we would get dropped off and it's like, okay, where do you want to eat? And we're like, I don't know where do you want to eat? And we're like, okay. And then we ended up going, <laughs> we ended up going to the same restaurant like the last four nights. Um, but what, what was actually really cool is, um, and I'm a huge, huge advocate. And we did this every day at the end of class for under the jungle, we would do a debrief. Um, and talk about the class and talk about our strengths, talk about our weaknesses and, 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 you know, what we needed to do to move forward. Um, but what was really cool was me and Jay were able to go back to the restaurant, grab a couple of shots, uh, pina colada, uh, uh, dos Equis, a, uh, whatever tequila shot. And then we were able to have a debrief. And, and, and I thought that that was an absolutely amazing time, um, just to be able to debrief. Cause there was times I'm not going to lie. And he will even admit, um, we weren't, you know, beating around the bush. We were just flat out. Like, this is what I think. This is what you think. And, um, you know, it might not be what we wanted to hear, but at the end of the day, we're like, Hey man, I appreciate that. And, and, um, to me, that was absolutely amazing just because of the fact that, um, we were able to be honest with each other and just kind of bullshit about things that we have experienced or gone through together, which was really, really cool. But, um, and I, and, and this is super funny, <laughs> The highlight, the highlight of the trip, though, because we went down there to take a side mount course. We went down there to dive cenotes. Um, literally, we were in this town, Porte Aventuras. Um, it's a huge marina in, in this, like, gated community. It's just, I mean, there is just absolutely amazing yachts. There's absolutely amazing whatever. And uh, at the end of uh, our class, before we got to go and fun dive, um, you know, me, me and Jay, we, we got a little tore up with Jorge. We got a little tore up with Jorge. We got a little tore up with, uh, my girlfriend, Becca, she was out there with us. And, uh, on the walk back, we, you know, uh, boarded some absolutely amazing <laughs> boats. <laughs> like, no lie. I was like, Holy shit. I mean, we were on these million dollar yachts, like never in my life would I ever expect to be on this yacht. And we're just on this yacht, just screaming and yelling and having the time of our lives. And just like, literally, I felt like Leo. I'm like, I'm on the fucking Titanic right now. <laughs> like, no, it was so amazing though. And, and, um, and like, there was a couple points me and Jay and my girlfriend looked at each other, like we're about to get arrested and it didn't happen. Yeah. I like and the we way you put that. We boarded the boats. We, <laughs> we, we were, we were uninvited and there was no one there. So that's why we thought the federales were coming because we did board the boats. Uh, oh, and there was no like one four knew that five we were boats to. though. Like how amazing though. I just remember like. We like climbed up this like two, maybe three story boat and we're just like, somebody's just like hitting the steering wheel. And then the other person's just out on the front, like Kate, whatever her name is on Titanic, like I'm king of the world or whatever. That's Leo, but whatever. It was just that, that was probably the highlight of the trip though. No lie, because, um, and this was just on a walk back. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't please do not go out there and do this please do not go out there and please do this, don't but, no um but no it was so amazing um just the boats we were on because i literally was just like man this is and and it's funny because the next day we literally uh we we passed out that night and then the next day we like basically left so <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with a hot trail behind us. Uh, who were those guys? <laughs> the federality. 
<laughs> straight to oh, the airport. Shit. I know, but no, that that like, which is so funny because that's what I love about trips is we went down there for one thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna learn how to side mount. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to do this, and and it was absolutely amazing. And I'll never ever. Uh, discredit that under the jungle you're amazing aria you're amazing vincent natalie absolutely amazing lily amazing but the highlight of the trip was literally on the boat at the end of the trip <laughs> i just like i'm king of the world let's fucking do this and then the karaoke we got in some karaoke that night <laughs> i don't karaoke you got into some karaoke <laughs> That that is not on my list of things. But I think no, is that fun. that that um honestly though, and and uh love you for it, man. And I'm looking forward to so many more trips because of the fact that it was um it was strenuous when it had to be. It was we we pushed ourselves, and then at the end of the day, we were able to have fun, and I felt like we had an absolutely amazing time. Yeah, I have no idea how to follow that, but. <laughs> I guess that's just so true. It's so true. But I, I will say, though, just to add on to that note, that uh, I think that's one of the beautiful things about challenging yourself. And so I think we both challenged ourselves um, and and didn't also accept from ourselves that it was good enough. We we really pushed to, to get um, to a place that we learned how to do it perfectly so that then we can practice it perfectly moving forward. And that's one of the beautiful things about pushing yourself is that when you achieve that, there's a release, right? There's a release from that. And I think that that's the, the boat, the, <laughs> not just the boat. It's not a boat. It's a yacht. <laughs> I know, right? It's <laughs> a yacht. Is. Don't downplay um, it. Like six yachts for us. But, uh, <laughs> but that, that evening was, um, was that release from all that pressure and, and not stress. Uh, yes, you're in stress, but, but it's really challenging yourself. And so I think yeah, that that's another beautiful stress. thing. It's a different, like stress. if we had been down there and like, Hey, let's, you know, go take Jay's drift diving course again. and See how it goes. <laughs> like you don't have that same release cause we're not challenged in the same way. And so I, I like, I like that a lot. Um, all right. I'll try to follow up my big takeaways. I had a couple that are maybe more, um, not, not little, but tips and tricks. I really appreciated from, from the course. One of them is, is a thing that they call the chain of command. And I really liked this, um, breakdown of things. And, and the way they described it was simply that, uh, you know, there, there is an order to things, um, just like in the military, um, there's an order to things. And so you have to, run this chain of command um, and do these things in order, in order for you to maintain, you know, your positioning in the water. So the first one obviously is your breathing, right? In the first part of your chain of command, breathing. How's your breathing? Are you breathing, like Nick said, like continuously and normally, or are you have elevated breathing? What's going on? Check your breathing, then check your buoyancy, right? Number two, then check your trim. And then check your positioning and then check your team, right? Um, and I like that five-step kind of move through things that gave you an opportunity that when you started to feel that stress underwater, when you started to <clears throat> maybe feel you were losing one of those things, that then you say, okay, hey, I'm going to run the chain of command. And you can even signal that to your team. Hey, you know, signal a C, I'm going to run the chain of command. And you go through, again, starting with buoyancy or starting with breathing, then going to your buoyancy, your trim, your positioning, your team, um, right? And that I loved that. That was something that I, I took away uh, that I'll take moving forward for sure um, is that ability to, to stop. And people often say stop, breathe, um, you know, think, breathe again, then act. And that's a good way to think about it too. But I liked kind of looking through those things compartmentally. Uh, in a, in a series and it takes, you know, 10 seconds or 30 seconds or you know, whatever it takes, but that's something that I really will take away from it. I think the other thing for me, um, that I really will take away from a skill basis was learning how to anticipate the environment. And what I mean by that is, you know, I got a chance to go into 
uh, a couple of really amazing cenotes. One of them in particular called Dreamgate, which is just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And again, I think I posted the video up of me on the, on the, the downstream line. I don't remember which one it was, but you can go check it out. And, um, <clears throat> you know, you're needing to, because in the Mexican caves, it's, it's up and down, you know, like they might be shallow or they might be deep. Most of them are shallow, but it's like, you're at 20 feet, then you're at 10 feet, then you're at 35 feet. And it's not from the start of the dive, you drop down. It's not that square profile dive, right? It's, it's an open water dive. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. And so anticipating that change and what, whether you're going up or you're going down and how far you're going and how high you're going or how low you're going, anticipating that change before you make that ascent or before you make that descent and then adjusting for it before you're there was a really good takeaway for me. Um, so, you know, a case, an example of this is you're sitting on the line in a cavern, you have about a 10 foot, you know, ascent up the line, up a slope. Well, stop, look up the line. Oh, we're actually going up 10 feet. Right. And it's, it's going to be a slope at whatever, 35 degrees. So I should actually adjust things now in preparation for that and then carry the difference in my lungs and get up the line. Once I'm up the line, stop, assess, okay, am I good? Am I neutral? And now continue. And it might be you're going straight back down. <laughs> you need to adjust again. Or it might be you're staying at that level for five or 10 minutes and then you're going to drop down. So I love that um, that that ability to, and I know that that's where you start to get to and in cavern and, and in, um, you know, cave one, cave two overhead procedures is reading the environment, reading the cave and reacting to it, not to after the fact, not after the fact before anticipating it and trying to prepare for it. And I love that as a, as a takeaway for me personally. And, and something that, again, I'm applying in my everyday diving since I've been back, um, you know, trying to, to use that, uh, you know, in, in what we do here in, in wide open water in a lot of ways. Um, and then I think the last big takeaway for me, it was more of a philosophical one um, outside of all the things that you mentioned and, and, uh, and I absolutely love. But for me, I think the, the philosophical one is really around, you know, and, and again, I have to, I have to go back to my, background and my training and, you know, what I've been working on. And that's really been uh, looking at the the DIR, or if you're not familiar with that, doing it right, um, you know, using that as a base. And, and I had to really understand, number one, that, that that is a base, a foundation for me personally, philosophically, uh, you know, and, and my training wise. But, but that, and that base is fantastic. And, and I love that base and, and the things that that's given me has been incredible. But from that base, there are adaptations um, that need to be made based on the type of diving that you're going to do. And so, for example, both of us want to be, you know, back in a cave somewhere exploring in Mexico, you need to be able to adapt and learn how to be in that environment. The DIR base is is exactly that the foundation, but then there's adaptations. And for me, that was an eye-opening experience. You know, it was, it was, I mean, I think that I was, uh, you know, drinking from the, from the fire hose for so long, the cool or drinking the Kool-Aid, some people say, whatever it is on DIR. And I, and I still believe full heartedly in, in the principles and techniques and skills, but seeing those things then needing to be adapted and used as a foundation rather than the whole kit and caboodle was really important to me. So I don't know if that's, you know, if you're out there and, and who knows, I'm probably speaking to myself right now, but if, if you're out there and, and you, you have a similar background to me, um, that was awesome. It was awesome to, to learn that and see, and to be sure that I don't become too rigid in my in my thinking and in my execution of diving um, that I don't adapt and learn how to adapt and use my DIR background as a foundation to then adapt to an environment or a type of diving that I want to do. So that was a huge takeaway. I know 
for a lot of people, it's like, well, duh. Um, or I'm sure for you, you're, you're kind of like, yeah, duh, duh, dummy. But for me, it was a big, big revelation in some ways um, to, to get to that spot. And, and I'm very thankful to um, have that experience and obviously to our hosts under the jungle and to my instructor, Lily, and to you, Nick, obviously for uh, those debriefs are, are legendary. I, you know, Daniel just wishes that we had had a microphone and pressed record and it would probably have been like debrief, debrief, debrief. And then he'd be like, what happened? Did the, did the mic stop working? He'd be like, no, dude, the food came. <laughs> we had nothing left to say. We, we had seven pounds of uh, shrimp to get through. So we, uh, we had to, we had to go to work on that and uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, that was my big takeaway and, and the things that I, I'm going to, uh, among 27, 28 other things that were amazing to, to move forward. But I, I had that a big epiphany and I thought it was important to share, you know, on, on the, on the show and, and from what we went through. No, and that's, that's, that's absolutely to me, it's always an amazing feeling. Even to me is the fact that, um, that's why I, I always go into a class like, what am I going to learn? Because there's always something to learn, you know, like you're, 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 you, you might have this, like, you know, I've taken an open water class. We've all taken the open water class, you know, um, but there could be that one instructor that you take, you know, like, oh, okay, I'll just sit through his open water class. And you're like, damn, epiphany light bulb, whatever you want to put it. And that's what I love about diving um, is, um, you know, and, and, and to put it in so many blunt terms or whatever is even though like the Kool-Aid might be drank, there's different variations of the Kool-Aid, you know, like there's just different variations. Flavors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's all different flavors. And, 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 and look at you um, pun master. No, that's what I'm saying. And, 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 and there's, that's what I love. And, and at the end of the day, like anybody, that's what is amazing about learning is just like, Hey, this is what I thought. This is where I'm going. And it's happened to me so many times. Like, and, and, um, I, I love that. I absolutely, absolutely love that about just the sport that we all love. Um, you know, I, <laughs> um, you've heard me talk about this multiple times, but yeah, my first fins were split fins, you know, um, I actually, I, I literally sent a, uh, Jay was, out of a phone for a bit, but uh, I sent this. Yeah, I broke uh, my phone. Yeah, I, I sent this in Mexico. Yeah, I sent, <laughs> I sent this picture to him because you know you don't know what you don't know. But literally, I sent him this fucking Bowie knife, and that you would strap to your foot to go dive in, and a fucking spare air that somebody had gotten me, and I was like, man, this is awesome because you know I didn't know, and then at the you know moving forward i'm like oh okay this is probably not what i want <laughs> <laughs> well like literally though it was yeah it was it was funny um which by the way your text was happy birthday here's what i got you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and no lie like i was because uh for you for you folks out there you kind of heard me hint at this but i'm i'm about to make a big move um, and I'm, I'm about to move across the world and, uh, um, I'm like going through all my scuba stuff and like, I'm like, okay, Jay, like, what can you take? Okay. Daniel producer, what can you take? I want this back when I get back, but like, you're never getting you it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's what, in Daniel's what, garage. You're done. What, you're never. what can I like, just let people hold on to And I'm like going through all my shit and I'm like, what the, what is this knife? What is this knife? What is this spare air that I have? And I did, because I, I, Jay's birthday was recently. And I was like, hey, I got you a couple of presents. <laughs> 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 like, ah, that shit was funny. Sorry. Um, it was. But yeah, no, you know, um, either way, that that's what I love about this sport is um, it's just a continuing learning uh, platform. Um, there's always something to learn. 
Um, I've even, you know, um, you know, I, I, I learned how to, we both learned how to do Mexican, uh, side mount and, uh, that's very different from diving side mount in the ocean, you know, like going and hopping on a boat and being like, Hey, we can't just hop in the water and put our gear on. How are we going to do this before we go in? And, and there are instructors out there that will teach us and that are, are, uh, masters at what they do. And I'm just like, Hey, let me, let me go learn that aspect of you. Um, and that does go back to, and, and I don't mean to, you know, keep giving credit, but, uh, that's what I love about speaking side mount is they're like, Hey, you want to learn how to go side mount in the ocean? This is, this is the guy to go to. This is the girl to go to. This is the individual to go to. And, uh, there, there's just so much always to learn. So, um, uh, and, and I am absolutely stealing this from Natalie Gibb uh, from Under the Jungle. But her biggest thing at the end of a lot of her interviews is just stay curious. And I am such an advocate for that. And Natalie, I love you for that. So um, stay curious and just don't ever stop learning because there's so much to learn out there. Well said. Well, let's wrap this uh, this bad boy up. So obviously today we we're back from Mexico talking technical side mount and covered, you know, our expectations of the trip prior to the trip, uh, what actually happened and how it went for each one of us and, uh, and those things. And then, you know, hopefully wrapped up with some, some good takeaways. Um, so we want to hear from you. What, how was your experience? What do you have a dive trip? that was memorable for you. Um, what were your takeaways? We want to hear those things or, or, Hey, if you just want to reach out to us and, and want to talk more about our experience or, or Jorge or, uh, almost getting arrested on yachts, uh, happy to do that as well. Um, but reach out to us, uh, the dive table.com. Um, you can reach out to Nick or I, or both of us, uh, leave us a voicemail, all those fun things, say howdy in some way. Uh, and you can also check out some of our dive clubs. So uh, if you enjoyed the show, subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe and uh, make sure that you send the link to your dive team, your dive buddies, whatever it might be, um, and, and get in touch again with Under the Jungle. It's underthejungle.com. If you're interested in training, uh, both I think Nick and I would give a two thumbs up, uh, a, a call sign turtle thumbs up for uh, going and training with that shop and with Natalie and her team. Uh, amazing experience. And even if you're not you know, going to go down there and train, if you just want to experience the cenotes, I think they also do guided tours uh, of both the caverns and if you're cave certified caves. So highly, highly, highly recommend the highest recommendation we can give here at the dive table um, to check out uh, under the jungle and the operation that's going on there. Any parting thoughts, Nick? Um, all I got to say is Natalie, Vincent, Aria, Lily, thank you so much. Uh, you were absolutely amazing. If any of you out there could get out there and learn from any one of them, um, you will not regret it. Y'all are amazing under the jungle.com. Like Jay said, um, I cannot stress it enough. They were absolutely amazing and they will bring you where you want to go. All right. Awesome. Agreed, echoed and all that fun stuff. And thank you out there for joining us today. And we look forward to having you back on the next episode of the dive table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com.